another solid gold podcast and a very good morning or good day depending on the time of day that you're listening or watching us at the moment of course i'm melanie walker here in johannesburg in the beautiful johannesburg and i have the beautiful jenny baxter joining us from sapeople.com over in antibes in france and a very warm welcome to you janella wellafella how's it mal how are you no, absolutely full of the joys of, well, they say it's autumn, but I don't think so. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. And, and the, I'm just very confused, though, because I'm, I know it's Wednesday because I'm talking to you. And, of course, we record on a Wednesday. But the last few days, I've had no idea what day it is. I'm waking up and thinking, what day is it? Because, of course, I work on weekends. And then, of course, we had an unofficial public holiday on Monday. But then we had an official public holiday on Tuesday. So I'm sitting here going, I have no idea who I am. <laughs> Oh, but so did you have a, a, a bit of a long weekend? I know you work a lot. But no, I worked. I worked, I worked Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I had yesterday, which was Tuesday off. But I'll tell you what the weirdest thing was, was driving around on Monday, okay, going to gym. And it was, I felt like we were back in lockdown again because there were no cars on the road. It was like one of the most bizarre things. There were more cars on the road on the public holiday than they were on a working day. Is that um, because of national shutdown? I think, well, I, I think people were just, uh, you know, I, I keep on thinking about fear and loathing in Johannesburg, with apologies to Hunter S. Thompson, obviously, <laughs> in, in patholies, as I prefer to call it. Okay, that's where the fear and loathing should be about the potholes in the roads. Um, but there was no sign. I've got no good sign... news for you. Okay, is, we'll hear is... that in a moment, yeah. Okay, but sorry. It was like... There were just no cars. Um, I, th- I think I saw maybe five cars between, you know, from where I was going to the other place. And it was so weird. It was like being on the moon again. And uh, I, did, I saw no signs except for shopping centers only having like one gate open into their parking kind of thing because obviously people would still go to the shops. But um, yeah, and I, so I think all that the shops were open. Yeah, um, I, d- I think that a lot of, the t- of it was, you know, people weren't sure what was going to happen, whether people were going to start rioting, etc. I think they kept it mostly tidy. I mean, you know, 24,000 odd tires that were um, confiscated. Um, but you know what, I just have to say this, okay? I think that calling for a national shutdown was like one of those things that we're all looking at and thinking, well, it was a bit of a damp squib, okay? However... And I'm not saying that I'm a supporter of the FF. It doesn't, doesn't mean I'm fascist either. Just because I happen to be in the middle and I don't support either the left or the right does not mean I'm a fence sitter. I have yeah. my own way of looking at things. Okay. Um, I applaud them for actually trying to do something to get the government to be accountable and to actually start doing stuff. So from that point of view, I will say, yay. Whether they went about it in the right way, I don't know. But it gave everybody a very long weekend, which was great. (laughs) And what was also interesting is because they were peaceful, Mm. uh, people kind of mocked it like uh, it was a flop when actually there were thousands in Pretoria and they just happened Mm. to march peacefully. Which is what I'm very glad to have seen that, to be honest with you. I I really, you know, the last thing we need at this stage is for people, there were some incidents of um, intimidation and stone throwing and tires being set on fire and everything. That is not the way to go about stuff. I mean, if anybody should have learned anything, it was from the two great leaders that came out of this country. Um, One of them, of course, Mandela, the other one being Gandhi, with peaceful 
protest, which is the way to go. I think people yeah. will listen to you more if you keep your mouth shut and listen than if you're shouting the odds at everybody all the time. Well, that's just my opinion because my mother, as I said before, has always said, rather keep your mouth shut and let people think you're a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. I, don't, I can't remember who the original <laughs> quote is from. But, yeah, no, so Human Rights Day, I actually just had a lovely chilled out day. Well, kind of. Um... Yeah, there's all kinds of things that are happening with people dying and being shot and this, that, and the other. So, I, you know, I try and stay off news no. as much as possible. No. Oh, yeah. No, it's hectic. And um, yeah, it's oh, you're a lovely talking day about with the assassinations over the weekend. Yeah, and a, a friend of mine who was um, shot dead by police as well on the weekend. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry, Mal. Yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's a long stories and these things go down. But these things still do happen. But um, it just makes you also take stock of, of your life and how you, if you're running your life in the right way, which is what we're always trying to get people to do here in South Africa. Stop thinking about just yourself and um, start thinking about others as well. So, um, potholes, what you were going to tell me about the good news about potholes, because I could do well, with some good news in my area. <laughs> it's not really good news. And I'm actually not a fan of, of this mentality. But I know that there are people who love it if they know that somebody else is in a worse position than them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just in the last week, uh, Britain published its annual pothole report. And it was pretty shocking. And I think it's something like it's going to take them over 10 years to fix all their potholes. So, you know, often when we post about the South African potholes, um, expats who live in England say, oh, you should come here. And nobody really believes them. But I think this report shows it really is bad. And I don't know if you remember Rod Stewart even got involved. No, I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I, I still don't think it's on the same level. But anyway. Yeah, I just I I'm very glad with the guys, the guys that have been going around and spraying, you know, the, 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 around the, the hot, the hot poles, yeah. <laughs> the potholes <laughs> and putting A and C. At least you can see them because they're using luminous paint, which I think is a great idea. That um, is a good idea. Yeah, it is. But, but welcome um, to Patholis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm loving about the uniquely South African South Africa is that in the last week there've just been so many snake stories, and yes, I, I don't really hear a lot of snake stories here in Antibes. So I did once see a snake at the tennis court, but you know you could have taken it home for tea. It was really <laughs> tame. Um, but but yeah, it's been quite a week with. Um, a two-headed snake discovered. I saw that. I couldn't look at it. It actually grossed me out so badly. <gasps> oh, shame, mm. the poor thing. No, it's it like was, conjoined it's twins. Oh. Yeah, really sad. And, and it has passed away and is going to be put in a museum. Mm. Um, but apparently the villagers who found it thought that they had been cursed. So um, the guy, who, the snake catcher, who happens to be a former policeman, was was able to sort of talk them down and say, it's okay, it's okay, it's, it's but not But of course they were cursed. This is Africa. No. And, um, and, then, and then there was Nick Evans in KwaZulu-Natal. He found four black mambas. He, he didn't find them. He got called out to remove yeah. them, safely remove them. Four black mambas in one day. And then on Human Rights Day, he started it off with a rather large boom slung. So, um, so really lovely. And then I think the best snake story of the week was the couple who had kind of double booked their room in the Kruger with a python, a that. huge python, who, yeah. who they initially um, 
it was it was in the ceiling wrapped around mm -hmm. the beams there and initially they they reported it to reception and said we've got a water leakage and i think it was <laughs> the snake peeing peeing on yeah. them yeah <laughs> look i wouldn't be too scared of a python to be honest with you if it was a bone no. slowing yeah different story altogether and of course um, when it comes to uh, puffies then those are the things that freak me out because they don't run away but uh, um i mean in in parkhurst Often we find snakes in people's houses because, of course, we're down on the sprite and they come off off the sprite. Um, yeah. I saw a crab on my walk this morning on the path. This crab going <laughs> at me, you know, it comes out out, out of the water. Didn't oh, like I haven't see. seen a mud crab for ages. But um, the worst was a friend of mine walking into her kitchen, and there's a wrinkles there. <laughs> this is <gasps> Parkhurst, okay? Uh, no, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit freaky. The last snake I actually saw was down at the south coast, and I can't remember. My child was like, don't go near that. It's a tiny, thin little snake, but apparently that thing bites you, you lose your arm. So okay. I, I, when in doubt, just stay away. Anyway, so lots of snake stories. Watch out for them. Um, there's <laughs> and watch out for the Isinyorka as well. Do you remember what that means? <laughs> no. Okay, the Isinyorka is the Zulu name for snake. Okay, but they call the electricity thieves, the guys that come and steal um, cables and things like that. They call them Isinyorka. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, they're snakes. snakes. Snake. Snakes yeah, I call them the snake. All right. So now that we've finished talking about slithery things, <laughs> and I do not belong to the Harry Potter house of Slytherin. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm not even Hufflepuff. One of my children is. So I'm not. I'm not yeah. I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> what news do you have for expats? Um, that it really is time to visit Cape Town um, or South Africa, but but Cape Town International Airport just won for the eighth time in a row um, best airport, best international airport in Africa, um, cool. which is which is amazing. Also, they won for best staff mm -hmm. and for cleanest airport. And in Africa and Durban, and this was all in Amsterdam was the awards last week. It was, mm -hmm. you know, the Skytrax ones, which are the, the biggest and the best um, airline awards, airport awards. Um, and Durban, I think, came third for the staff and for being the cleanest. And, and while we're talking about staff, just as we started our podcast, um, I got news in that Gunrit Foods, who are in Pretoria, they're one of the KFC franchisees, mm -hmm. they have just won most excellent customer-friendly, welcoming customer service um, for KFC out of 145 countries. Excellent. Well, That's amazing. It's the only place, it's about the only fast food franchise that I do go for apart from one pizza place, which is a small concern. But I, I, I must admit that I do like KFC. <laughs> is that a terrible <laughs> yeah, thing to admit to? I like the kernels, herbs and spices. Yeah. I mean, they do so much good. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking so, about the food, but the... The money the, they the good. I mean, no, but it is friendly. If you go to the drive-thrus, the people are always great and everything. So I'm quite happy to go there. And it's nice to find customer service. So does this mean that ORT didn't kind of feature? And it's, it's actually quite sad for me because, of course, being an ex-air hostess, I mean, that's where my place <laughs> of work was. And I was sitting and thinking, in those days, I think it was still Johannesburg. Was it still Jan Smuts? It's changed names so many times. Nothing but didn't feature? No, I don't think they featured. However, you know Mike Abel... Mm -hmm. I think from I think he was at Saatchi and Saatchi, businessman. He he often writes some very 
proudly South African pieces and uh, that go viral. And um, he, he did a tweet this week. He had just come back from Heathrow, and he was saying how fantastic ORT was uh, compared to Heathrow. The, mm. the service, the, get, the, the speed, um, the cleanliness. Mm. So Skytrax may not have recognized them, but South Africans do. We're watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, what else have you got in the way of news for expats? Um, that if you live in South America, in December, um, it'll be wonderful if you could go along to the um, Hockey Junior World Cup in Chile, mm. where the SA men's and women's under 21 hockey teams will be performing because they both won the Africa Cup in Egypt, which is Amazing. I saw, I, was, I saw that. I was watching it live. It was very exciting. It's a, just a pity that um, one of the denizens in my household, who actually is one of South Africa's top hockey players, is now just too old to go and play for them because, I mean, watching him on... on and I haven't watched hockey since I was at boarding school. So we're talking... Kind of just a little bit when God became a teenager. Oh, five years <laughs> that, ago, yeah. Yeah, that, that time ago. <laughs> and I mean, I was quite, I never realized that hockey was such a thing until, well, maybe it's because he plays hockey that it's become quite a thing in our household. But yeah. I mean, it's really exciting that they've done so well. And I'm, I'm like, really, I mean, he, he plays for um, league hockey teams here and is a hockey coach. And I mean, it's just phenomenal how many Brilliant. amazing youngsters we have playing various sports in our country. And I, my hat goes, yeah. You know, up there to them. Well done. Especially well to the, done. the hockey players over in Egypt. Fantastic. Right. So that's some news that we can be looking out for and things we can be looking out for. Um, what is this about a hook, line and sinker? Why are we talking about fish now? We really are doing the slithering things today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a story um, ahead of hook, line and sinker that we got in from a British tourist mm -hmm. who went to South Africa with about 15 relatives and friends and um, and was just blown away. She said she was warned about it, but she said, South Africa, you got me hook, line, and sinker, and what have you put in your water? She said she, she doesn't even care. She can't work out whether it was the water, the fresh air, the scenery, the friendly people, the gorgeous food. She doesn't know, but she said she is a changed person. Um, she feels like she left a piece of her heart in South Africa, and at the same time, she feels so complete. Mm. Um, like she's never felt before having been there. And, of course, she, she just wants to move back. You know, she just wants to go, go back and stay there. Um, but it's a beautiful, she's written a beautiful piece for us just about how much South Africa changed her, how wonderful it is, um, best holiday of her life. And, um, and I might have mentioned before, her, the, the, she was on this trip with this guy, Jacko Powell, mm -hmm. and, um, and he just apparently was a really really good guide and she had been so worried because her four-year-old son has autism and doesn't really connect with the world and she said but you know Jacko was was really good da, da, da. and then they went to the Zulu dancing and um and the second her son heard the music he, he just started dancing with these guys clicked in that's amazing yeah and she said you know just to be in but you know, so I think I think that's also why it meant so much to her being in South Africa to see her son actually connect with the world. 
Well, I, I keep saying what we, one thing we, we forget to do here, and if you get the opportunity to do it, go and do it, is to become a tourist in your own country. Go on road trips. Yeah. You'll, no, it'll change your It makes me want to cry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, so beautiful. Um, I, I was very happy, and my one child was very happy to hear about um, the news <laughs> with Trevor Noah, of course, because she's like, Trevor Noah's my biggest fan, you know, Mum. He's my, he's my muse. <laughs> I love her. She's just so cute. She is, there's a word for it, but something about Trevor Noah. So yeah, I mean, it was yeah. really lovely to know that he, he's won this prestigious, not prestigious, prestigious um, Erasmus Prize. And this is what the first time that a comic has gotten it or something? Yes, the first time that um, that a comedian has won it since Charlie Chaplin, who won mm-hmm. it in 1965. Um, and it's, it's, the Erasmus Prize is like really, really, a, a, yeah, as you said, pre- now I don't want to say prestigious in case I say it wrong. But, <laughs> it's really one of those I don't get you to say awards. mischievous, hey. <laughs> <laughs> mischievous, which no. only South Africans say. I told you I'll still be your friend if you say it like that. But if you, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I grew up in South Africa. What can I say? But um, yeah, he won 150,000 euros. But I think the accolade means even more. The um, the King of the Netherlands is the the Dutch King is the patron, mm. um, and so there'll be a ceremony I think later this month I'm not sure where he will be awarded and um, and and it's because the theme was in praise of folly which was one of Erasmus's mm. books and it's the, the, the foundation said that Trevor Noah has this sharp mind and this mocking yet inclusive political comedy um, and and that's why he just has that that spirit. And I think I think Charlie Chaplin had said that the function of comedy is to sharpen our sensitivity to the perversions mm-hmm. of justice within the society. And um, and you know the foundation said that Trevor Noah absolutely does that. This is one thing that I think um, a lot of the socially aware people I think in the world should actually be looking at stuff instead of sneering at everybody to actually go and use comedy you know life doesn't have to be you about you being nasty to everybody else if you can make somebody feel good and think hang on a second actually you weren't being nasty to me but you told me in such a way that it's really good then I'm going to listen okay there's just too many of these people who um, approach things incorrectly and that's why I applaud people like Trevor Noah for bringing it to yeah. the fore, but in a, such a way that you're going to think it's more enlightening than having somebody like, you will do this, you are that. You know, uh, yeah. uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, okay, so the, uh, let's get on to movies because, I mean, Charlie Chaplin for me was one of my favorites and, of course, Robert Downey Jr. playing Chaplin and singing um, Smile, which is still one of my favorite things ever. Oh, I never in a movie. Oh no, you've got to yeah. go and get it and see that. That where he sings, and that you can see the video of um, Robert Downey Jr. actually singing "Smile" as well. It's beautiful. I, even my hair's just standing on end. It's one of the <laughs> one of the nicest movies I've ever seen in my life. And I know all the stuff about Chaplin and this, that, and the other, but it's a beautiful film with a beautiful man in it. Uh, anyway, so what have you got on the um, world? I, I know that the world. Um, tourism Film Festival has been on, and and I know that you guys are always on on top of that kind of thing when it comes to movies. 
Yes, it was. It, uh, it's been held in Japan, and um, and a, a South African company, Love Africa, they um, their film, which is which was filmed in Lesotho, and it's called "There's Power in the Mountains." It actually won silver, which is amazing. So it came mm. second. There were over one thousand two hundred entries from around the world. At, at the film festival, and um, and it's just about an overnight trek on horseback through Lesotho, and just about reconnecting with nature and with down-to-earth, generous, beautiful people. Mm. So really, really moving. And Cassie, our entertainment editor, has been actually in France this week in Lille. There's been the TV series festival. Mm. Um, and she has interviewed Brian Cox, which is our upcoming... Next week, Whoa, we'll have okay. that story. We're talking about yeah. Brian Cox, the actor, not Brian Cox, the professor <laughs> who does the Infinite Monkey Cage and used to play with the band D-Ream, obviously. Yeah, he I was in what, in Succession. Away. Yeah, he's in Succession, <laughs> the Brian Cox you're talking about, the big older yeah. guy, not the, the cute one that everybody thinks is actually a robot that has never, ever gotten any older. <laughs> <laughs> No, this Brian Cox is so interesting. Oh, my goodness. It's so, so fascinating. Um, I interviewed him a few years ago as well. And, you know, you you see him on succession and he's, you know, he's mm -hmm. uh, swearing, whatever. But, but when you talk to him, all this stuff just spills out of him that's just unexpected and fascinating. He's a lovely actor. I absolutely And he loves him. South love Africa. Him. Oh, well, then he, he should come here for a bit. Yeah, well, he's, he's already done one film in South Africa. Mm -hmm. and, and also, after Mandela was released, he was flown out to do an insurance advert. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, he would very much like to return to do another film. Tell him he can come and stay with me. Okay, so oh, okay. <laughs> from film royalty to royal royalty. Okay, so, ooh, got some, is there a, a shakedown happening in your area? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So from royalty, I, I mean, I did see the story that Princess Diana's niece has married one of our rugby people's nephew's son's daughter, what, what? <laughs> no, it's kind of a niece and a nephew story. So it's Princess Diana's niece, Lady Amelia Spencer, mm -hmm. and Nick Mallet's nephew, Greg Mallet. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody's been sort of waiting for this wedding this forthcoming weekend, you know, the, even the Daily Mail. Um, but it turns out that actually they already did it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just outside Cape Town, beautiful. And there'll be photos in Hello Magazine in a week. Okay. Um, so, so Hello got the exclusive, so that's why nobody else knew about it. And we've got some other um, royals coming out to South Africa. Today they arrive for the very first time ever, the Belgian um, royal family, who I think will have a wonderful time. I think they're pretty laid back. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a very proudly uh, two South African girls and they went and took a selfie with South African flags draped around themselves with the royal couple. I don't know if they realized who they were taking a photo of. Doesn't matter, we're South African, we do these things, sorry. Yeah, and the royal couple were grinning away. So I think I've seen a picture of them and they look like a pretty laid back family, so that's pretty cool. Like taking yeah. selfies with mom and dad in the background. Every day. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. So they'll be, they'll be doing business and government meetings mm. while they're in South Africa and sort of really getting the two countries tied up a lot.
Okay, so we've had lots stuff. and lots of local good news here with people not actually going completely crazy and, and annihilating the cities. So what other good news have you got that you've come up over your radio? Radio. What is a radio? Uh, <laughs> I love there's a, a, a 100-year-old woman, woman who has won the NSRI. She has a, a four-car competition, mm-hmm. and she won two of the cars, uh, which she has donated to her daughter, Wendy. And, yeah, you should ask Wendy. Maybe Wendy's got Ma- a spare car. a car. Mine doesn't work anymore. <laughs> but it's, it's so – well, you must enter the competition then. The 2023 entries are now open. Oh, okay. Um, and NSRI. As you know, they're all volunteers. So, mm. and you know, and they really, really, they risk their lives. No, no, we, we for, actually for we featured them. Goodness. We featured them no quite money. a few times on Treasure Hunt, um, and I think that was the only time that I actually ever hurt myself on Treasure Hunt was trying to get onto an NSRI boat um, at Port Shepston. And the wind came up and they couldn't get because I was swinging all over the place, and eventually, and I tore the my biceps muscle but we managed to get on eventually but it was just like really really kind of quite hectic and of course there's an nsri in benoni at the benoni (laughs) the lakes there (laughs) of course yeah so you have to look after them so yeah so there's them and then um there's an airbnb story we've already posted three times um a, a woman in cape town amanda had um, had a really horrible experience where somebody came from abroad, mm-hmm. stayed for five days, and then put in allegedly a fake report um, and got all their money back. And she now oh, and now so now Airbnb have 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 deducted eighty thousand rand from her. So so while while she rents out over the next few months, all that money will go into paying that eighty thousand back. You know, yeah, and so so her three videos. She's she's gone the South African way with humour. Uh, one of the things that they had said was that the kitchen ta- table was loose. So she's taken a video of herself and two other people dancing on the kitchen table, like really dancing. So you can see it's totally not loose. Um, she's done another video that's gone viral, which is um, where she's interviewed her three dogs. And um, they are just so cute. So, so yeah, it's it's worth following up. And I hope that Airbnb get in touch. I think that you know Airbnb obviously gets a lot of complaints, and they have to take a guest complaint seriously. Yeah, but I mean, but if you're taking it to that extent, case, look into it yeah, first. It seems in this case, there's been a bit of a ripple. Yeah, that's absolutely so. awful. They should go with Lekkerslap rather than Airbnb <laughs> then in the future. Yeah. Okay. What else is there? I mean, um, <clears throat> I saw that. And it's quite weird because I, I did see that Sarah Ferguson is swimming again. And we're talking about the swimmer, Sarah Ferguson. But then Fergie herself, looking fantastic, is on the cover of Hello magazine this this week, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw both of these Sarah Fergusons all in one day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Sarah Ferguson is a name to get. Um, yeah, she's she's la- launched a special thing for World Oceans Day, which is on the mm. 10th of June. But you can enter now. It's um, it's going to be in Durban, and you can choose between an 800 meter up to a five kilometer swim to do. Mm. And it's all about raising awareness about pollution in the ocean. Um, 
actually we've got a story coming up this south african guy who went swimming in cape town mm -hmm. and he said that for the first time in his life he actually felt attacked by some dolphins and he noticed it was that because they were trying to swim away from plastic mm -hmm. uh and and he, he said it was really really horrific. that's why when you're walking on the beach pick up all the plastic all of it, yeah. everything you can see, pick it up. Okay, so you've also got, um, I, I actually drank a glass of wine the other day, which is unusual for me, because it doesn't like me very much, but yeah. I did drink some Sauvignon Blanc, and I see that there's a Sauvignon Blanc competition happening where? In South Africa, in the Western Cape, in the Cape Winelands, it's the first time that South Africa's hosted this competition, which is the biggest Sauvignon Blanc competition. Um, it's the first time South Africa's had it. It's been going for 14 years. And I think that there were 10 South African judges, 40 international ones, over 1,200 entries from 20 countries. So everybody was in SA. And, um, and I think that the results are going to be announced later this month in Dusseldorf. Oh, okay. But the actual competition itself was in South Africa. Okay. And it went off spectacularly. Because I don't think anybody does wine farms, vineyards, whatever, as beautifully as South Africa. No, we have it all. Yeah. We've yeah. got it all. By the way, did I tell you that I went to go and see We Will Rock You, which everybody here has been raving about at uh, Monte Casino. And did it rock you? I found myself neither shaken nor stirred, <laughs> let alone rocked. Um, I think mainly because I had somebody sitting behind me who, yes, I know they said sing along, um, but, you know, somebody should tell people, listen, you really can't sing. <laughs> so eventually what happened is in the second half, I'd gotten to the stage where I just could not deal with this discordant noise coming from behind me anymore. And I just turned around, looked at her and went, no, <laughs> and turned sharply back again. So she stopped to her credit. <clears throat> but no, um, the, the, the lead singer, I, I, don't, I can't think of the girl's name at the moment. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, the styling, the production value, very, very good. But I do feel that sometimes that the, the, the music was actually overpowering the singers. And I found the book like a little bit spurious. So, um, and, and then there were songs that I'd never heard before. And I'm like, is this a Queen song? But anyway, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it was fun, um, but I would still rather go and see Rocky Horror Picture Show. But that's one of those things. Anyway, onto something I'm more excited about that I saw you put here. Giant zebra tracks found in South Africa from 10,000 years ago. What is that about? That's exciting. <laughs> um, that's why I put it in just for you. It's, it's that they went extinct 10,000 years ago. So it was like they, not quachas though. No, no, no. Um, but they also found a lot of quokka uh, footprints mm -hmm. as well. From but he's like 10, fossils now, years ago. stuck in the soil somewhere. Yeah, but, but now these were actually just the tracks. Mm -hmm. But from the tracks, they can see so much. So, for instance, they can see that they were over 450 kilograms big. The ones, the ones in the Cape now, the normal Cape zebra now, only about 250, mm -hmm. 200, 250. So these ones were really giant. Where and is this, Jenny? Where in South Africa? Um, uh, in the, I think near the West Coast. But I, I don't know. You're going to have to go on the site and read but, it. people.com. You have to tell me. I can't where know it everything. Is. I cannot go walking aimlessly around the West Coast of South Africa <laughs> looking for these tracks. You have to like, give me a GPS coordinate. 
I believe I'm so sorry, but please check the website. But what I do know is that the people who are studying these tracks mm -hmm. say that they can learn so much because the reason that they went extinct 10,000 years ago, they can tell, is because of a rising sea level. So mm. walk along the coast, it's near the coast, um, it was because of a rising sea level. And so this tells them about the past and climate change mm -hmm. and helps them to prepare for the future and climate change. Okay. They, from that, they can see what's going on. Last forward. chance so it's to see. Really we're going to have to go and see it. Study. Have to go and see it. Okay, yeah. so we, we, we're running out of time here. So you're going to have to quickly tell me, number one, about the kindness of strangers in the Khrut Karu, very quick, and then what we can enjoy. Um, sex and pleasure. Oh, my gosh. No, I did see an ad for that, and I'm sitting and thinking, I'm so not. It's, it's even worse than the, what was the Afrikaans one? It's not. Sex, sex in Afrikaans. Afrikaans. No, this one is much more your you will enjoy this it is interesting it is people talking in south africa and and people who live abroad except for the usa can also watch this on showmax mm -hmm. um i promise you it's not going to freak you out like sex and afrikaans did this one is 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 really really interesting it's really okay. interesting um there's also adulting which is available for south africans abroad which is about the um bromance of the decade oh, i have seen about university that, yeah. in yeah. um as far as the kindness of strangers in the great Karoo, just a beautiful story to read it's kind of like chicken soup for the soul it's one of those stories of of just a lovely platalanda who sent some gifts to somebody else who she's never even met just because they have that kind of kindness just to make someone else's day more beautiful. Um, if you've got Netflix, coming up on the 29th of March is African Folk Tales Reimagined. Mm. And um, there were like thousands of entries. Six people were chosen from different parts of South Africa, including a South African. And it's a short short story. This one's about Brilliant. a mystic river. Um, and then also there was my Below Deck with Ashton Pienaar. Okay, Below Deck, so I, I'm not going to watch it, because, but I have a friend, one of my best friends, and my daughter yeah. have been watching parts of it here and there, and they just said, it's absolute, and I'm going to say the word that they use, not me, this is not coming from me, it's absolute yeah. crap, but we quite enjoy watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashton, there's just something about Ashton that every, you know, he's South African, and and I've often watched Below Deck with South Africans on, mm. but Ashton really captures a beautiful, humble, yet um, confident South African guy, you know. I'll take your word for it because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. But if you want to However, watch it and you have some fun, well, then you can watch Below Deck. Thank you. But I believe that in the next season, he lets himself down a little bit. So I don't think I'll watch the next season. But in this season, he made South Africa proud. Everyone fell in love with him. Okay. Yeah. Well. Good for him. Okay, and don't forget, of course, coming up during the week um, coming, Jenny's going to be publishing that story about the great actor, Brian Cox. So keep an eye out for that. And, of course, you can send stories through to us as well. We need to hear your good news, pictures, whatever. There's, we just want to lighten people's lives up and make them a little happier. Jenny, as always, brilliant to chat. We will catch up with you again next week. And you just be good and everybody else out there, just be lekker. That's all we've got to say. Hey, John, be lekker. <laughs> Thanks, Mal. Bye. <laughs> Catch you next week. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast. <laughs>